All right. It was nice. Should we go for it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Uh, welcome to another episode of Who the Fuck is Delia, the podcast that uncovers the plight of the creative who might not just yet be so successful that they are being sued by Marvin Gaye's estate for anything that they've ever done. Who's who was being sued by Marvin Gaye's estate? Everyone gets sued by Marvin Gaye's estate, don't they? Cause, Do they? Yeah, like Ed Sheeran. It's been a few, yeah. Robin Thicke. Why? Others. Just you know. Well, because they're rapping, ripping off his songs. Yeah, because uh, it really started with the Robin Thicke thing. You I think know. it did. Yeah, Blurred Lines. Yeah. Right. And Pharrell. It's Pharrell produced it. <laughs> Um, like that. Yeah, because I think it's probably impossible to write a song today that's not already been written by Marvin Gaye. <laughs> so, <laughs> Especially if it's if it's that kind of feel, you know, they've yeah. probably heard the percussion and just the electric keyboard. Electric keyboard. It was like, let's yeah. just take the little bit. They're not gonna notice. And they probably you know? listen to it and they're like, oh, no one's even heard this song. It's really old. Yeah. And then fuck off. <laughs> no one. You, no uh, one thought that. Got to give it up, Marvin Gaye. <laughs> exactly. Um, um, Saw coming. Go on, Shell, sorry. But yeah, before we get started, I want to just recap and let everybody know that Codet was out on Friday. So if you haven't What's already, that? go check it out. That is the second song of this trilogy, a prelude to the beginning. So you can go and check it out now. Yeah. Um, and we've got a little video coming out on Friday. So keep tuned for Friday, which will be tomorrow. Um, with the this day of release. Yeah. yeah, which will be tomorrow when this is released. So check out that as well. Sick. Well, hopefully sketch benjamin ben gladwin who has been on the pod a few times has made that video and we've we've, we've seen half an edit yeah. but it'll be out on friday it'll be fine, yeah it'll be all fine anyway um, well i'm obviously here shell's obviously here and we are joined this week by another great guest i've i went through a stage of saying fabulous i've stopped saying that um <laughs> <laughs> he is a songwriter guitarist vocalist and recently turned dj <laughs> Jalen Gonda. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for joining us. Thank are you, you. Are you, are we there? Do we have producer in there as well? Producer. Producer. Yeah, producer. Yeah, producer. Sorry. Yeah, it is. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I bet you if we go through it, there's a good few instruments in there that we missed as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. do that again. I'll put it all in in post. Uh, just okay. musician. Yeah. Yeah. Is it one, like one of those things on a radio advert at the end of the thing and it says like all the terms and conditions of the <laughs> advert and that's how I have to introduce you? <laughs> Very <laughs> fascinating. Guitarist, musician, arranger. Very um, I feel like we should explain to everyone listening just how we all intersect, intersect, intercept, intercept. How how everything's joined because this <laughs> this is unofficially mm-hmm. your second appearance on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> second very, um, very second. Because <laughs> if you were an early listener, then you'd have heard our chat with little Grace. Yeah, and you walked in halfway through to bring a guitar back. I did, and yeah. I think we left it in the episode because we were just like, "Well, that's just how it is." You, you should have cut that out. <laughs> and you were like, "Oh, sorry." <laughs> And we just got uh you know musicians walking mm. into things it's so pro- it was so soundproof that that room you couldn't hear us yeah fucking hell we had a callum callum horridge scousist only to the point where i'm Scouser. just about to open the door then i hear it and i'm like shit the door's already open <laughs> yeah so that yeah. was at uh, a house in liverpool yeah where t lives where we recorded that podcast and you used to live with t yep and but before that, we just we were all at uni together. We were all at you uni were at together. T, were you in T's year or the year below? I was uh, year year below. Year below T. Yeah. yeah, And then you now live, and I have been living with Jake 
Lilypad Lipiek. <laughs> Lipiets. Lipiets, yeah. Um, Sorry, is, is that what it is? Lipiets? Yeah, Lipiets. Yeah. Jake Lipiets. I think we may have had this conversation with Jake. <laughs> I, think we I always call him Lipiek. <laughs> who has also been oh, on the podcast. Oh, it's Lipiets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lippy, Lippy. I think I made that mistake. And he was disappointed in me because we both got Polish uh, ancestry. Oh, you know? It sounds so Italian. Lipiets. Lipiets. It's a cool last name. Yeah, it is. It's really cool. Uh, but yeah, he was living with him. You, you know? live with him and he plays drums for you still? Yeah, yeah, we work together. That's just realized yeah. maybe like in this fast changing yeah. world, you're like, no, nah, me and Jake don't play together anymore. <laughs> no, <Nah>, yeah. <laughs> no, nah, yeah, we work together all the time. Sick. Yeah. Sick. And you're living, you're still living together now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. Uh, with Mikey Jones as well. We're, this must be like such a creative house. Like, I feel like if you guys, my image of this house from the outside is that you all just like sit here every night with like guitars and drums and you're all just like making really wanky music together just all night <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's obviously sort of, yeah. i'd like that's what I, that's what my brain wants to believe is happening every single night in this living room like, when i leave i wouldn't just say wanky but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no we just really just chill watch tv and <laughs> you, uh, you're have a few like, beers and you like know normal people yeah <laughs> and we definitely jam the day yeah Okay. Yeah, especially for like songwriting, mm-hmm. you know, we definitely have a, just this, this, this living room is just like, you know, writing and doing demos, piano, yeah. and just chilling out, usually like in the afternoon. Mm. I feel usually, like yeah. that's something. We that, all do our own thing as well. And stuff. Yeah, because yeah. you've all got your own, your own projects going on, but you, you, all, you all collaborate for your stuff. So you're a solo artist in your own right. We can just, if we search your name, you will come up as Jalen mm-hmm. and Gonda, yep. solo artist, singer. um so you've all got like your own little ventures going on and one of your new ventures is djing you were telling us just Just a thing on the side yeah yeah yeah. and you're massive into like analog stuff aren't you and vinyl and like keeping things i just have a big record collection so yeah you know just to make some extra bread yeah a few pubs you know and you say you step away from some of the function stuff to do that yeah because you know because it kills you. You want to focus on your own music and you got to do the function gigs to earn money. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, not as fun. It's, it's fun. It's good for training and stuff. You know, why not do it? Yeah. You know, playing is playing and stuff. But DJ is just fun, you know. Just sitting around <laughs> spinning some records. Yeah. You know? And to be fair, the amount of times that we've come Listening in. Listening to music. Yeah, with the amount of times we've come in to tease at like, like after a gig or after a night out and it'll be like three o'clock in the morning and we just like stumble into the living room and you're just, you're just sat on the floor by a vinyl player with like, yeah. <laughs> surrounded by a sea of vinyls and you're like it's just my, kind of stuck my complete, in a hole. <laughs> it's my complete chill and mong around, you know. That is cool though. And I was so, I, 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 I get so paid to do times, that. I wanted to be like, how long have you been here before we got here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ages. Just haven't blinked or moved in about three days yeah. and then we came in and you were like, oh shit, <laughs> I'm supposed to be making myself dinner. Um, right, so... People listening to the podcast may have noticed if they've got astute uh, listening capabilities <laughs> that you are not from Brighton or the North or anywhere in England. No, no. You are from... From the US, DC. US. You're from DC? Yeah. I feel like I didn't know that. I was going to say Tennessee for some reason. No, no, no. No. So you're from DC? Yeah. Place in Maryland, just outside of DC. Ah, yeah. Maryland. Yes. Yeah. I guess I did know that. Okay. So, what 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 brings you to the UK? And I got so many questions about American <laughs> the American music scene as well. But 
well, you know, we'll start. We'll get start. to that. Yeah. I feel like you've got an interesting story about how you stumbled like across uni and stuff. Yeah. Is that right? I think I've asked you this question before. I was like, what? Uh, yeah, I know. This yeah, I just story. came. For, I came for the. Yeah, I came to study. You got you. You saw like a, an advert when you missed school or something. No, I was a. Uh, it was. An, it was in a. It was in a program, a TV show. Right. I didn't just. I didn't. You know, I went home early, yeah. and then uh, <laughs> just like I was watching TV, and then there's this program about this performing arts high school in New York. They mentioned. Yeah. They mentioned Lip at some point. I was like. Sounds interesting. <laughs> you know, and looked it up on the internet. It looked pretty cool. Just, you know, sent like a, oh, can I get like a brochure or something? Yeah. Information back, mailed. And yeah, I applied. <laughs> and then you ended up in um, Liverpool. Ended up in Liverpool, you know, nine months later. Of all the places in the world that you could have ended up, you ended up in Liverpool. That yeah. blows my mind. Yeah. yeah, I feel like you don't appreciate how big of a sort of cultural icon Liverpool is with like in music especially oh yeah just because you're from there yeah yeah it's massive isn't it i thought it was just like the beatles though like everyone knew the beatles but that was it it didn't like extend to a lot of people from the outside think of liverpool's just beatles yeah but i mean that's a pretty big thing to think about you know i mean yeah fair it's not like uh we're tainted by it we can never move away from that name yeah everyone knows the beatles it's not like oh uh you know the the stranglers are from here and some people are like oh who are they you know like everyone knows the yeah. Beatles it's just like it's a it's a musical mecca in it yeah Liverpool um, did that have anything any any you know never really think of like yeah I've always knew about the Beatles I always liked the Beatles but yeah, yeah that's not the reason why I went I was like <laughs> oh my god I want to be in the same city as all the you know but it's just the school that I want to go which is uh, Liverpool and Performing Arts yeah so happened to be in Liverpool you know. Okay. If it was like in Birmingham, I would have moved to Birmingham, you know. Yeah, right, okay. So, you know, it's just it's like, oh, Liverpool, check it out. I've heard the heard of the city, you know, I knew that the Beatles were from there, but yeah. You know, I just saw it as a some city in England. I know nothing about. It's like fuck it. Let's <laughs> find out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what yeah. uh, what kept you here afterwards? Found that I made a, a life and career here. Yeah. You know, cool. working hard and finding finding out what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, completely different world and, you know, just like getting older and just find, you know, I'm just quite used to this. Yeah, yeah. I might just stick around and I, what's the, carry it on. What's know? the difference, music-wise, industry-wise, between DC, or oh, just between the US and the UK? Like, because to me, I, I went, I've only been to the US once in my life, right? Yeah. We're going next year and that'll be like my first time going as a, you know, yeah. conscious human being. But I went when I was a kid, we went to fucking disney world mm-hmm. so i wasn't even even though i was in america not only was i an unconscious little kid who's just running around yeah i wasn't in america i was in disney world like it's a different <laughs> thing you know it's always florida as well, uh, well that, every every yeah. brit that comes to the u.s is like they go to florida yeah and, and it, florida's Seriously. got a mad reputation in the u.s hasn't it for this having Crazy. the craziest people <laughs> yeah so like, to me it's like a it's like a made-up place that's just on the tv yeah, well, you know, that's what America's good at is making the media, the rest of the world think it's all, you know, just like Disneyland and yeah. like man, downtown Manhattan right, yeah. and Hollywood. But so what's the main difference then? UK main difference, it, like music-wise? Yeah, or, for music, yeah. It's pretty similar. And like in recent years, past 50 years, I think, or 60. Okay. You know, this UK's always been influential in jazz. I mean, the US invented it. Yeah. And... um and then UK did their own spin, you know, of course, on the 50s, 60s, like a lot of blues stuff, the Mersey beat, like 
go, go back to the Beatles, um, you know, the blue sounds in London. So, um, but in terms of like now, um, yeah, the U.S. is more, it's more like hip hop. Yeah. Okay. You know, hip hop, R&B. Depends where in the U.S. because there's so many places as well. Mm-hmm. So if you go to, say, New York, it's going to be like, it's probably similar to what London is, just hip hop. Right. Okay. And, you know, house, mainstream pop. Yeah. It's a mixture of everything, indie. Okay. I can't speak for like Las Vegas. Probably just Broadway music. <laughs> Show tunes all the time, you know. <laughs> but you're like, um, I wanna like I wanna figure out your because your sound is very like it's very I was gonna say it's very specific. It's very you. You listen to it and you're like, okay, yeah, this all makes sense, this mm-hmm. whole thing. And I feel like when you look at it, it looks like it's grown from somewhere, like it looks like it was like a like a childhood thing or you know it's been like passed down is, mm-hmm. it, is that right like where where do your influences where'd you get them from because you like looking at your vinyl collection in the corner and being like okay <laughs> i know exactly who yeah, you are and why a, your music <laughs> sounds like it does mm-hmm. um well what got me into all this and my, my musical path was i just heard it i heard a temptation song when i was 11 and on the radio and i was like this sounds really good <laughs> and i was yeah. like i was like what is this so it was the temptations man this is some old shit you know this is this old throwback and i was like and he got a cd he's like he just thought he'd buy one for the for the house yeah he just did to show us we didn't, he didn't think that we'll get into it yeah but i did yeah and then um yeah i was just on listening to that whole album on repeat and i started getting into Okay, there must be other groups from this from this time and era. And that's when I discovered about Dionne Warwick, the Supremes, you know, Miles Davis, John Coltrane, just that whole 50s, 60s. Mm. And started playing instruments and learning how to play through all the old stuff, all the blues, the jazz, all that shit. So Do you think your dad was like really happy that you liked that kind of music instead of growing yeah. up to like like hip like hip hop and pop mm. music? <laughs> I still liked hip hop. Yeah. I still listened to it when okay. I was a teenager, you know. But um, when I was at home, I would listen to old stuff. But when I was out in high school, yeah, you know, I was like, listen to like what's what's out. Yeah, you know, with a friend at you know at a friend's house. Did you house ever or go something. through like a um? Did you ever go through a different musical phase? Because I've only ever known you as like this kind of guy. Yeah. But I like I'm I'm so I'd love to know that you had like a crazy pop past or like a heavy <laughs> you metal had, like, past. An emo freak. <laughs> yeah, oh no, nah, I didn't do that. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I listened to a lot of uh, I was listening to a lot of like Chop and Screwed you know when I was like 14, 15 it's like early trap you know oh right okay like 2008, 2009 you basically get like a song from like Memphis or the ACL and they just slow it down right okay it's like the kind of shit that you hear when you're like sipping on some lean so (laughs) you know I had a phase I was listening to that and um, I listened to a lot of Outkast I listened to a lot of Prince at one point just yeah, rinse and purple rain, you know. Well, yeah, I found yeah, out yeah. for a mad. whole year, you know. I, I like I apologize if this is fake news, but I'm pretty sure I heard something the other day that Prince was a Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, no, no, no. Probably. I, yeah. What, what was that on? It was on. Um, it was on Election Cast. Oh uh, yeah. Because they were talking about the anti-Semitism in the Labour Party. And no, it wasn't on election cast. It wasn't. It was your friend told you because you were talking about election cast and they were talking about anti-Semitism. I don't have any other friends. It was somebody in this studio and you were talking about anti-Semitism in the Labour Party. And then they were were talking to you about the the fact that they've got a housemate who's like 
Oh, uh, fuck. Yes. Duration yeah, was yeah, really yeah, looking yeah. into it and the fact that Prince was Prince, a Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, I'm just going to fact check this like right now, but that's fucking mad, isn't it? Like, yeah. I thought they weren't allowed to like socialize with other people. Well, was that it on that? I can't remember, religion. but yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. What, so what I meant, so what I meant when I said like what other phases, I meant like in your writing career, did you ever go through any other like incarnations of your writing or have you always just been like, cause it's, it's very like, I don't, I don't just want to say it's blues based because it's not, I feel like there's a lot more to it. There's a lot more yeah. like depth and layers to it than that now. Yeah. But I'm wondering, did it ever go through any other, like, did it, did you ever go through any other genres when you're writing or do, is there any songs you look back on and you go, whoa, that was so outside <laughs> of what I do now. Um, yeah, so I remember when, when I was like 19, 20, um, I was like, I had a phase, I was like writing a lot of like indie kind of sounds. It was still like soul music, but like, you know, like Grizzly Bear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that kind of stuff. I was listening to like a lot of Leon the Harvest. So I'd like, I was writing more like guitar, um, guitar based stuff that has like some psychedelic stuff yeah. inside you know yeah, yeah writing yeah. lyrics that doesn't make sense yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know experiments but i remember before that i didn't i didn't really write much when i was no. a teenager i mean i did every now and then mm. it'll just be like some like rap verses with friends mm. stuff i didn't really focus on writing mm. um so when i started writing uh i started writing around like 20 it just was first the indie stuff mm. and you know then like more bluesy based soul music and yeah, I just had developed. You know, now I'm doing, still experimenting with yeah. sounds and did trying to produce more. Did you start you know? wanting to be a player more than a more than like an artist in your own right? Did you yeah. want to play for people, session stuff? Yeah, a lot of it. Yeah, because I think the first time I ever came across you was playing keys for someone. I played keys for uh, Katie Alex. Played yeah, for that's Katie. What it was. Yeah, yeah. Jake and Jake was on drums, wasn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jake with Peter. And that's how I met him. Right. Okay. Oh, I met. We lived in the same same building, but yeah, yeah. I remember seeing you, and you had like your. He was in that as well. He was. Yeah. <laughs> he was playing bass. I remember you had your long hair at that point, and I was like, yeah. "Who is this cool guy? He looks like he's just like stepped straight out of Outcast." Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Was well, funny. So you so you wanted to session for people? Yeah, I was like, well, I came by the time I was in Liverpool. I was just like, well. I go to the school now. I play keys. Yeah, just go around and say I play keys, and it's yeah. like you want to join the band? I'm like, yeah. yeah, I did that with loads of people. Um, fucking playing yes, guitar. Yes, I found myself like, yeah, I'm just a keys player. Yeah, I did. Did you audition on keys? Yeah. Ah. Mm. Yeah, I did a little bit of singing. I thought I for always the, for some reason I always just thought I always had you down as a guitarist. I think it's probably just because I see you play guitar. Yeah, now, right? especially the live gigs. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. have a keyboard, so right. I have like, got a guitar. Right, yeah. <laughs> we'll use that. Yeah. Um, but I came as a keyboardist. But uh, that was before I decided to just do like solo stuff. Yeah. So I was like, I was happy just being like, I'm keyboardist. I can sing. I'll yeah. do some, some back BV, some writing as well. And, I did that with guitar. Know. I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm a guitarist. I'll play for whoever, whatever. Is that what you went in is? Guitarist. Yeah. yeah. And then it wasn't until sort of the end of my first year of university that I was like, oh, I'm in so many different bands and like no disrespect to the bands that I was in in first year of university, but like I'm in so many different bands that, that I'm not really bothered about because I'm not writing anything for them. Mm. And that's when I realized I was like, oh shit, I just want to, I want to write. That's what I want to be yeah. doing. I don't want to be just playing guitar for X person. Yeah. So I think I, I, I kind of feel like I spent like a good seven or eight months or seven, you know, yeah. six months maybe um, in uni just 
playing for people just because I'm a guitarist. I'll play for you if you want. Yeah. But with not with no conscious thought of like, oh, that's actually what I want to do. Mm. Do you feel like I feel like a lot of people probably had that in uni, mm. right? Maybe less so for the vocalists. Yeah, my first year uni was really like was weird because I didn't really like. Yeah. I auditioned as a vocalist, but I couldn't really play any other instruments. So, which happened to a lot of vocalists. Yeah. So, I spent my first year kind of like being like, because uh, I knew, because I came from an acting background, I was like, okay, I always, I knew I wanted to perform, and that's yeah. what I was good at. Mm. But the the work behind all of that, like the songwriting and the developing and stuff yeah. like that, I'd never that like I I'd never even knew what any of that was. So I spent first year just being like, okay. I need to like, I need to be with with people and around people and I need to write with people and sing Definitely. with people and just throw myself in and just see what this world is. Um, and then it was only by like second year that I'd found like, you know, a, a couple of bands that I was like, okay, this is where I need to be. Yeah. But no. I, I remember you wanting to start a blues thing. Yeah, I did for a while. I was writing with the guy who, who's in the film, Syndra. Yeah. I was writing a lot of blues with Syndra because he lived next door. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd always, whenever I was singing, I was always singing quite jazzy stuff. Um, so yeah, me and him just started writing loads and loads of blues stuff. So random, isn't it? When you look back over your first thing. Like, I used to oh. do a few uh, blues, jazz duo things a lot yeah. as well. Yeah. What, yeah. original stuff or covers? Just like covers. And yeah. sometimes we'll write originals and stuff. Yeah. I feel like yeah. it's a, it's a start off, it's like a safe place to start writing because you know you like you 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 inadvertently know a lot about it already because yeah. it's such a well, it's just in like consciousness isn't that's it? what it's i mean like, it's it's such a big part of music and it's that when you start writing i feel yeah. like your writing kind of instinctively veers in that direction because that's what you know and like yeah what in you and you i don't know like melodies and things seem to come quite easily when yeah. it's like that yeah. So I feel like that that's why a lot of, well, it's definitely why I veered in that direction to start with. I also think it's like the more experience that you get, you know, the gigging and the collaborating and stuff like that, it yeah. inspires you to write. And, and like, obviously it's, it can inspire you to write, mm-hmm. but like, just like, you know, randomly, mm-hmm. you know, so, oh, I went to this gig, this band did this little note thing. I could do something like that yeah. probably better yeah. you know it's just like <laughs> you know you went to a party it was like bamming out to an album like this song sounds so, you know I need to write something like this yeah. you know you're being around whereas like in, you know earlier you know I felt like I was in a world where which I loved when I was living there um, that like the kind of music I wanted to do I was the only one so I didn't have anyone to write with yeah you know yeah. You, you definitely felt like that as new as well didn't you yeah because because of probably that blues thing mm. yeah it's weird though isn't it how you you like you say you hear something and you'll just be like okay that's fucking amazing i now must do that mm-hmm. and then like six months later you look back at that song and it's the only song you've ever written like that because <laughs> it was just this like random thing on a whim yeah and that but then you need those you need all that right you have to like build up a, a pool of I don't know, a thousand songs and then you pick 20 that you can, that you'll probably do something with or release or perform live or whatever. And maybe like, you'll have like 10 reggae songs in there and you're like, what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) reggae songs? To fill up the set. But you needed that to get your thousand to then have your 20, right? Mm -hmm. It's like going through your hard drive. Yeah. Just keep milking them, keep milking them. (laughs) (laughs) I always find it weird when you hear these people that are like, like at a gig 
and they'll be like, okay, this is the, uh, this is the first song I ever wrote. Yeah. I'm always like, you, you're still playing the first song you ever wrote? <laughs> like, fucking hell, I would not want to show that song to anyone. Depends I can still, what he wrote. <laughs> I can remember the first song I ever wrote. No one wants to hear yeah. that. <laughs> or they'll be like, this is uh, the second song I ever wrote. You know, the first one was trash. The, this one was the... I'm like, the second it's a, song? Yeah, it's a, pretty, it's a funny way of like presenting his stuff. You know? I can't remember the first song I wrote, really. That's what I'm saying. You know? It was like but if it was like, what if you like recorded it? It's like went past like that sounds pretty sick. Just <laughs> <laughs> some strange fucking reason reworked that shit. I don't know. Imagine yeah. being like, this is the fourteen thousand nine hundred and sixth song I've ever written. Like who was it? that was um, there was a there was a band. Oh, shit, I'm butch. I'm gonna butcher this, but there's a band who's recently released an album and they wrote something like sixty songs and picked seven for the album, and you just got. 53 songs just like trial and error yes yeah just sat by the wayside like i don't know i feel like that's how i've been as a as a musician and a writer yeah not not this thing where it's like oh i've written like five songs and i gig all five songs but you do come across these people like we i've I've been chatting to people at sofa sounds gigs or or just normal normal gigs where they're that's how they work they just have seven songs and they gig five of them or whatever yeah that's mental you know i think it just blows my mind yeah i'm saying that and jalen sat there like "Mm -hmm, yeah that's me i've got five five songs all five (laughs) yeah no i mean i write i write every day and you know i've got a dozen songs and sometimes i'll just be like random you know i'll Mm. do this song this time do you have like a do you have a process for that because i feel like you're somebody who like gets up in the morning and and writes you know what, what's that thing of like writing conscious thoughts when you first get up in the morning a stream of and you do it yeah a stream of consciousness every yeah. morning i feel yeah, like I you're one of those people no? <laughs> <laughs> no i get up and just, you know get ready you know have toast <laughs> and then be like mm, fuck around with the guitar a little bit yeah. you know start strumming like oh that sounds pretty cool yeah you know okay got something going put it down Mm-hmm. And then carry on what I was doing, you know, probably watch some TV and be like, what's that song again? And yeah. try to finish. Or sometimes I'll just be like, middle of the night, like, I can't sleep. Like, this is like 10, 11. You know, I went to bed earlier. So right. be like, you know what? See him do a little bit of writing. Yeah. You know, so it's like, it always comes randomly, you know. Yeah. But sometimes when I'm, you know, when I'm writing with people, like, I set a time and, okay. you know, meet with someone, just be like, you know, start writing session, the demo. Yeah. Um, but usually it just comes in random. Yeah, you so we, we were chatting about this a while ago with a, I think it was with another podcast guest, and we or, or I have been anyway recently mm-hmm. writing for a reason. So like I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't get up, have toast, and then be like, "Cool, let's just do some shit." Have toast. Why is this such an important part of the story? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just <laughs> to, have toast. We you have know, to have the main toast. example, you know. <laughs> um, but like I and then and then be like, "Oh, let's just see what happens." Like I'll be like, "I'm doing this today." And this yeah. is what I'm doing it for. And I actually want to go back to to doing it how, mm-hmm. you, how you're describing because it feels more like fulfilling or organic or whatever and you're putting less pressure on it. Um, but we, but it's, it's just not been the case. Yeah, mm. I, I know I found it really tough to, to make it like that again. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a balance because like, you know, I usually like meet with people like, like twice a week and stuff. Okay. Like the everything. same writers. Yeah, yeah. You know, we do weekly writings and make demos out of them and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah, but it's like in the in-between, you're just like monging out. You're just like, oh, 
yeah. That sounded really cool, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I never, I, I mean, it's, you know, I never really force it. It's like, right, get up at 12, let's do this. Unless, yeah, you're meeting with somebody. Mm. So what like, do you do when you, when you meet up for a writing session? Because everyone's got that little... Um, blind date sort of thing you well, yeah, know? <laughs> yeah and they've all, like people have their own little rules and their own little rituals and their own yeah. little uh, like do's and do nots like in- Paul McCartney said when he was like he was like oh yeah I turned up at a writing session with Kanye and I just turned up with my guitar and Kanye turned up with like a whole crew of people and started <laughs> setting up like this whole studio set up he had this big entourage and he was like I was there with my guitar yeah that story probably definitely wasn't true but he made it sound <laughs> true when he was telling it <laughs> yeah Paul oh, wow. makes out as if he's like yeah little... the most humble man in the yeah. world yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, noble had, man with his guitar yeah, yeah exactly I, I hadn't restrung it in three years it only had three strings yeah, on it fuck like, off shut up. you've just had <laughs> three guitar shit. texts walking behind you shy as a fucking mm-hmm. thing yeah yeah what I mean I've just it's like I want to uh, just go to the house meet for a coffee go to the yeah. cafe chill out and then you know go up and start writing because mm. well, some jam people, it out yeah so you do it from like an organic kind of we're just playing yeah. together so you don't come in with like an idea Sometimes, okay. you know, so I like the way this title sounds. I try to make a lyric like that, right. like a whole verse. And yeah. You do, I do that as well. But usually it's just like, start strumming, get something together and be like, right, record that. Yeah. You know. That's cool. And then keep working on it and working on it until yeah. you get it finished. It's mad how there's no sort of correct way to do it. You know, like we had a guy yeah. called Michael Sebastian and he was saying when he wrote his album, he went to the to a place just in the in the middle of nowhere and he does like loop pedal stuff. So he's like looping his you know, beatbox in yeah. and his guitar and whatever vocal pads he comes up with. And then he would he would be jamming out by himself, looping it all, and then just pick little bits and be like, mm. oh, that works, we'll do that. And then, well, that works, we'll do that. Um, when we wrote with Little Grace, that yeah. was fucking mad. They like, we sat down and just in our house in Liverpool, all sat around like a, like a coffee table, like we've got in front of us, you know, yeah. like a small one, everyone sat on the floor. And me and T are working on, um, the track yeah you know, like I'm putting down some guitar stuff and T's doing doing like the the drum loop yeah and then um, Shell and the three guys from Little Grace doing the vocals yeah but they Little Grace all sit down t- all take out their phones yeah and they've got like a shared Google Drive mm. so they're like updating lyrics on it okay. so they're like writing like lyrical ideas and then it'll update on the other person's phone yeah so like when I'm not in the conversation because that. me and T are just working on stuff yeah. I'll hear one of them be like Oh, you, did you just delete that? And we'll turn around <laughs> and then be like, what the hell's going on over there? And just kind of didn't pay they any just attention They just like text each other like these are the lyrics. Pretty in much, way. yeah. And it's just like yeah. refreshing on everyone's phones. Okay. And I've never met anyone else like that. And like Katie, Katie Alex, who you used to play for. Yeah. I wrote with her once and she, she writes all the lyrics on her phone. Mm-hmm. And it's just, and I, ne- I never do that. Like I, I try and make a conscious effort to, to put my phone away when I'm writing. Yeah. Because I find it too distracting. I think T started doing that as well. But like it was just just weird, isn't it? How all these different people can have these different totally different. Yeah. It depends, yeah. Like if you're writing on a piece of paper, you know, you share it. Be like, oh, what do you think of this line? Mm. You know, yeah. and it's just like, just gotta be honest if you like it or not. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, what about this line? Sounds this sounds. And then we met the booth. What do you think about that? Uh, either it'll sound shit bait, or mm. you know, it sounds good. Yeah, you know. So it's like not like oh, we need approval, but just like. Um, but writing on phones, you can like just be stuck on it and don't like share that at all. Yeah. And by the time you get record, you get to record, it's like, 
that lyric sounds a bit weird, you yeah, know? And yeah. they'd be like, oh, I've already finished the, the lyrics, so I can't change anymore, you know? Whatever. Yeah. It's like, what? I wonder if, like, with Little <laughs> But Grace, usually it doesn't really work like that. You know? Nah. Oh, I think I think they're all pretty up front, but it'd be funny. If yeah, I'm pretty sure they are. Like, it's a cool way of doing it. <laughs> they're like, where's the, uh, where's the lyric about the, <laughs> about the, I don't know, the 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 woman gun and then it'll be like oh uh, oh I don't know it must have must have refreshed and it's not there mm-hmm. oh, I'll just write it again and you're like oh I don't... leave it no don't <laughs> worry about it. don't do that <laughs> yeah just that lyrics know. disappeared again <laughs> just singing out loud to each other yeah. you know get yeah. some context out of it I, well, yeah. I wonder whether it's like uh, I think the whole I I, I I mean maybe not for Katie Alexa because I've seen her she's a really confident writer but. Like I know for the little Grace guys, they they were similar to me in sense of like they were quite timid writers with other people. Yeah. Like in yourself and when you're with the people that you're comfortable with, you you're really fine. But yeah. I'm always super nervous when I go into a writing session with yeah. anyone, even whether it's somebody who's more experienced with me or less experienced with me, because I don't know. There's just always like a a nervousness around it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's something that no matter how how many times I do it, I it's always the same. The first ten minutes, I'm always like, oh, shit. But for some reason, that always like kicks me into gear. It's because you're worried about someone being like, you're on your shit. first idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like finding out that you're a fraud. Yeah. And you play is, something yeah. and like, that's terrible. What are you? And you're what? Like, <laughs> Who are you? Why do you do music? And you're like, fuck. But I wonder whether the phone thing is like a representation of that. You know, it's easier to kind of write your own shit on your phone and see that it sounds like shit and be like, no, nah, we'll get rid of that. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, you know, once you're like singing out on the room for everyone to yeah. hear, mm. you're always worried about the thing of someone being like, no. Oh, I've got off paper. The phone just kills it. It makes it feel like work. Yeah. It makes it feel like I've got like shit to do on my phone. Like I have to have like a notepad for that yeah. kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, I have a bit of like both, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I definitely do paper all the time and stuff. But um, yeah, I just like make sure I'm chilled. Yeah. Whatever okay. songwriting session it is. You know, yeah. I like, I've got no pen, got no paper. So it's got this, you know, I don't right, want to forget what yeah. I'm saying, Yeah, yeah. you know, but I'm also like very expressive, like, oh, I've thought of this. What do you think? You know, yeah, so you get just it like let loose space. and just like, yeah. you know, if it sounds bad, we'll, we'll move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try to find something that sounds good. Yeah. You, you got to, any ideas? <laughs> you have to realize that though, don't you? Yeah. And not take it personally and yeah. be like, oh, I thought that lyric was good. And you're like, nah, I'm sorry. It's not, it's like it's not working. <laughs> just, yeah. It's not an attack on you. It's not being like your shit. And that it's just yeah. like that lyric doesn't doesn't quite work yeah. also if like you really think it sounds good and then yeah. you get like oh no nah, it's not be like nah trust me it yeah, sounds good yeah. keep it keep it there you know <laughs> i i like it when someone's like especially on when you're working on logic or something and obviously everything's technological these days in oh music, yeah you know so so as much as i like the organic thing of writing on paper when it comes to the actual music, I'm the complete opposite. I like having a full, you know, I like having the synths and the MIDI keyboard yeah. and everything in the computer. But I like it when you can just be like, and someone goes, oh, I don't like that drum sample there. And you just like, you can just mute it. And like, oh, we'll put that back in later when you've forgot, when you've forgotten <laughs> Just that you fade didn't. it slowly back up. <laughs> yeah, when later on when you've completely forgotten that you didn't like it. <laughs> and they're like, that drum sample sounds sick. Like three hours later. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> don't like that at all. Yeah, but then if three hours later you're like, oh, that drum sample that we got rid of is back. I'll be like, oh, okay. Mm. Well, okay, no, they don't me. do that. I've walked, away, I've walked away from <laughs> prom production sessions with him and T. And first time round, they've like, 
whack loads of auto tune on the vocal yeah. where like all right yeah tune a vocal fine but these two are going for like a, you know they're like no it's it's a it's a feature you make it a feature and yeah. I'm like there's auto tune on the vocal take it off and they're like yeah yeah this we just put it on this is just like you know for now we just put a quick one on <laughs> and i'm like yeah okay a week later the mix comes back i'm like take the auto tune off the vocal. <laughs> and they're like yeah cool we will we will and then the final mix comes back and you're like it's take the art and then you get the master and they're like nah we think the auto tune works stay. and you're like no i don't want that that's it's never got that bad it's that literally it, li- i know it's been bad on one thing sorry not never it's only been bad on one thing generally speaking we'll eventually fade <laughs> out the but there's this one thing where we're just not backing down on it because it works and like, it no it good. sounds really good and i'm like no yeah, but that's one out of every song that we've ever done so it's not that bad but then I was coming back coming back to that whole um, mm-hmm. to the writing process thing <clears throat> excuse me we've had like how so so you're you like to be pretty chilled right yeah so okay so if you hit a, a point where um i don't know like the, the song is just not forming mm-hmm. and it's just like not gelling and you're not giving up you're not like fuck this song we're done yeah are you so we, we we've talked about this before on the podcast as well we feel like there are two types of people uh, sorry three types of people okay you've got one who just go you know what let's just leave it for today we'll come back to it you've got one that keeps going um and it's just like kicking a dead horse they're just like yeah. we're just going <laughs> we're not giving up on this shit. Yeah. and then you have the this weird rare magical unicorn that manages to keep it going but somehow manages to like keep it all positive and fresh and like and we're like and i've only met a couple of these people where they where you write with them and you think oh we're we're, we're, we're done mm-hmm. this is it and then two hours later you're like oh shit we're, we finished it I'm yeah like, like how did you do that <laughs> and they're like oh we just kept going what are you more of the third one i think the unicorn yeah i'm not a unicorn <laughs> you're but a unicorn. not sort of well like yeah i mean if sometimes you know I wouldn't just say, let's just leave it if it's like you just started. If it's like towards the end, yeah. you know, we'll leave it for now. We'll just demo what we got. Okay. You know, look at it, look at it later. Yeah. yeah. Um, what if we're halfway through? Halfway through. Yeah. Yeah, we'll like half. demo it. Yeah. And, um, but in terms of like, sometimes I'll be like, are you feeling this? Nah, I'm not feeling this at all. Okay. Let's go for a cigarette. Okay. You know, let's go for a cup of coffee. Um, just like grab like 10. Yeah, and then come back, jam it out, and then or sometimes just start playing something else, totally and then be like, "That is sick." <laughs> right? So, but okay, how about these lyrics? Okay, you know, but it doesn't always work like that. You yeah, know? yeah. So it just depends on who you're writing with and how they they feel comfortable mm. doing. Do you know what I mean? Like, my my objective is always try to get it finished or get some a good idea okay. finished. So you're you not know? sat there with loads of half written songs. You want something? To yeah, do. I've got some half written songs. Okay, you know, but like. You know, we'll work on it maybe in a few days. Okay, right. Um, you know, so, but yeah, we try to like finish it. Usually it's like you get it, get, get it finished apart from like, yeah. you may miss a last verse or something. Yeah. But like the structure of it. How many times, I, I do this all the time, but like how many times do you write a song where you go, okay, I'll come back to that. And then you never do. And then maybe like a year later, you're like, oh, I'm going to check out that thing. And you got on your, maybe, you, you know, you've got it saved on your hard drive or whatever. Mm. And then you listen to it and you're like, oh, I think it should just be this minute and a half. And it just, <laughs> we'll just leave it as a minute. It's like it's, it's yeah. a perfectly fully formed thing in a yeah. minute and a half. <laughs> just because you're so used to it like that. Is I that- was like that with, uh, if I just make an instrumental and leave it, you never put a, a vocal, never put like a, a lyric to it. Yeah. 
And then, like, if I leave it up, it's like, this could be a cool instrumental track. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? I'm playing everything on it. You know? Just yeah. come up with a melody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did that on one song. And I was just like, you know what? Yeah, I'm just going to make it instrumental. Yeah. I can't think of a lyric. It's been a year. <laughs> I've just been writing so many other songs. Yeah. You know? So I'm just like, well, do something with it. You yeah. Know? It's better than it going to waste. Yeah. I think for me, 2020 is going to be the year of, like, not having things, songs go to waste. Just try and try and put them out in some way yeah give it rather it's giving it to someone yeah or you know having someone do their own spin on it you yeah. know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and collaborating more as well yeah like reaching out more. give the gift of song this christmas yeah everyone gets a song <laughs> for christmas <laughs> you package up all, here's you package a, here's up a all your demos here's a sheet. yeah <laughs> pass them around yeah. package up all your half like half finished songs just buy loads of usb sticks and pass them out for christmas and be like yeah guys and they're like i'd rather have had the coal or <laughs> yeah, yeah. an orange or whatever it was that used to get back in the war um gonna move away from that slightly okay, okay so you have supported lauren hill let's just get did, the yeah. elephant out of the room you supported lauren hill <laughs> Which is fucking amazing to, mm-hmm. to me, anyway. Um, first of all, what was that like? It was really good, man. Yeah. It was really nice. Um, first time in Montreal and uh, playing a gig that big, you know. Didn't really get to meet her. Right. But um, the gig itself was really good, you know. The band was sick. Her, her band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good. Um, but yeah, it was just like we just pumped yeah. the whole time. But it was just... It was a good gig. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. See, <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> that's basically what I was expecting you to say. Because whenever any you have these like little moments in your in your musical journey, in your whatever, and you want to call it, and like you'll be like this you'll pinpoint these bits. And they're usually like press release bits, aren't they? Yeah. They're usually like, Oh, we supported this person or we played to this amount of people at yeah. this festival or whatever. And whenever you look so they look good on paper, and then whenever you look back at them, you're like yeah, yeah, it was good. They're never like, holy shit. Let like, me tell you, the moment we got off the plane, we yeah. ran straight to the venue just to see what it was going to look like. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was just... Tears yeah, it was just like, oh, it, that was cool. It was just a very fun experience. Mm. But that's what those... That's, you know? I think this is part of the reason why Shell is not into these like musical biopic yeah. film I'm things. Not You're not into music like biopics. No. Not even Ray. I... Ah, uh, that is the only one that I think is good. <laughs> there we go. Oh, the, the Jamie Foxx one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's is, the old. That's like the best. It is, and I'm also not a big fan of Jamie Foxx at all. Yeah, but it's but it, that is the one film that I'm like, all right, I'll give you that that's one. A that, good to be one. fair, that and um, what's the one with the Joker guy in with the hair lip? Uh, Walk the Line. With Walk Black the Line. Phoenix. Walk the Line is a good. Those are like proper good ones. Yeah. Every film. time I see like a new one come out. Mm. Or if someone tells me about one that I'd never seen, I'd be like, is it Ray though? Yeah, is it Ray that's good? The thing. On a scale from one to, t- yeah. one to ten. Yeah. <laughs> but in all those films, they have these moments, don't they? Which are like like the Lauren Hill support. Yeah. And then, so, so if you're in your biopic, you wouldn't be going, oh yeah, Lauren Hill support was okay. It'd be like this massive <laughs> this moment. Huge moment. Film, which yeah. is just completely unrealistic. I was on my phone with my mom or some <laughs> shit before I got on stage. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
yeah it's just not like like when we did when we did the no one knows what the fuck he did before he got on stage (laughs) 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 i remember we did the the maverick saver gig and i remember being like oh my god this is gonna be amazing this is gonna be it's gonna be the best thing ever and it was just like so fine like i look back i'm like yeah it was a really good gig i remember watching him and being like holy shit you are incredible Yeah. yeah and watching like a performer of that level and being like okay yeah that's what you need to get to yeah but i mean in terms of how I felt at the time, like I knew that he was, they, they didn't have a green room. So he was sat in his van mm-hmm. around the corner during our set. And I was like, fuck that guy. <laughs> 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 so I expected any more. Um, I like chatted to him for like 10 minutes before, before like anything happened. Yeah. But you would just expect it. I don't know. You, you expect more than that. Like when we spoke to Sam about, Sam Volo about his Paloma Faith tour, he did the same thing where he was like, yeah, it was cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's just so blunt yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and that's, that's that's how it is i suppose right i mean yeah. yours was you had the added stress of not having a guitar like an hour before the gig or yeah, something so was it that's what i was oh, yeah. get to i was gonna get to that <laughs> yeah y'all knew about that yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah that was a oh, of course jay yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a funny story yeah you know go on tell us again. Oh, I, I gotta tell a story yeah it was just <laughs> Went down to the gig, opened up the case, and it was decapitated. Oh, <laughs> and we were like, "It's a good thing we're by Denmark Street." Yeah. So what? So what happened with the? What happened with the guitar? Was it so just the, on the plane? This, this wasn't the Lauren Hill thing, was it? This was made of ale, right? This was much before. Oh, it was like this is the. This was like a few years ago. Yeah. Where the guitar snapped. And yeah. Everything. And that was was it you? That was in two thousand. 15 was that mm. what was the show you were supposed to be doing wasn't it it's like a soho gig that one okay right um, and um yeah I just opened up the case and it saw that the guitar i had like an epiphone dot yeah the neck was just snapped just ah oh, yeah. see for some reason i was associating them two things i would think i was thinking that it was just before the lauren hill gig that, that oh no that oh, wasn't no. that okay. <laughs> i had my shit together that okay. day <laughs> this was like a soho gig oh, okay. <laughs> i thought it was a made of ale thing so I, so I thought it was like another big moment and then no but gone so it snapped yeah, and um, and you're on Denmark. I was like, right, we're gonna have to hire a really shitty, um, you know, lookalike strat. Yeah. Just use that. And gig was fine. <laughs> we were like, I gotta deal with the dot now, but yeah, you know. So what? You just rented a guitar for that night? Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell! Good job you were right by Denmark Street, not just like in the <laughs> yeah. middle of nowhere. It's like in the Soho district around like Oxford Circus. Yeah, that was a funny. I was just like, you open it up and like, this is like sound check. Mm-hmm. and then everyone's like all right the next next man on hurry up we only got 10 yeah. minutes and i was just like shit guitars after that <laughs> it's like whoa 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 everyone's freaking out i was like what do we do yeah. <laughs> this is bad what's worse about that is you've not only got to worry about like what you're going to do for the gig you've also broken your guitar yeah which just sucks anyway it was a tragic mm-hmm. you know it's a tragic day. I, I think I've, I've called you up once, you and Mikey, who, who you also live with and, and has played with you, um, because I was, it's not the same thing. I was just at a covers gig. Mm. But I opened my guitar case and my headstock had just snapped completely clean off. And I, and I know when it happened because I walked out of the bathroom and I knocked my guitar case over. It was yeah. in a hard case. And I remember it hitting the floor and I'm being like, it's in a hard case. That's what hard case it's is. It's fine. <laughs> And then must turn up this gig and I'm just like, ah, shit. And it's just floating. Like, it's like barely on. It's yeah. just... It's just countdown time from <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> and it was like, not only what am I like absolutely distraught because 
you know, poor James. Do you there. mourn the death of the guitar? Do you, you handle yeah. the situation yeah. quick? <laughs> it's like you pack fast That's and you, you know, the gig's done and you're just like, oh, the guitar is gone. <laughs> <laughs> but like now you're like, because I remember at the gig, I was just like, shit, guitar's fucked. We gotta get a new one. Come on, let's right, get a new okay. one. Did the gig. Thank you. You're just kicked and the next morning, like, I was just like, oh, oh shit. That's so what happened to that guitar? Did you fix it or did you, was it unfixable? Well, it was unfixable. Oh. It was fixable. I just didn't fix it. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> oh, shit. Man, I'd be fuming. I managed yeah. to save my guitar. Me and my dad managed to do a little bit of woodwork job on it. But I'd have been distraught. Yeah. I've got other guitars, though. You know, <laughs> yeah. I take care of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other thing I wanted to say about the Lauren Hill thing was, mm-hmm. so how, and like, I, again, I don't know what to expect from this answer, unlike the other one, but like, how legit was it all? Because one thing I feel like I've learned since being in London is that even the people who are um, seemingly smashing life and yeah. have got their shit together, companies, labels, production, how, like just everything that looks like from the outside, yeah. they know what the fuck they're doing. And then on the in, you get on the inside and you're like, oh, everything's held together with tape. Like everything's just yeah. covered in tape. It's just everyone's blagging it until <laughs> one day, you know, they, they're like, okay, all right, I'll retire. I feel like At Lauren Hill best. and her production, production team are not holding it together. Well, that's, what I'm asking. <laughs> that's what I'm asking. Is yeah. it? Is it, is it like, really together? Yeah. Or is it just like, oh, this is just like a band, like, like me. We're all bands. Or is it like, holy shit? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we got there. We just, we saw the profession. Like we saw that, yeah. you know, we had to be on time. Uh-huh. And the band was well rehearsed. <laughs> you said that with such like dread. We had to be on time. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, just explaining. Um, but yeah, just like we saw that, like you know, there's got a tight schedule, so we get on. Uh-huh. It's like oh, sounds pretty good. I was like, come on, we gotta go now. It's yeah. gonna be lunch. It's like Montreal, Montreal Jazz Festival. Like the whole production team, yeah. the whole sound. Like they're so on it. It's like we got this person coming next, got that person. Yeah. So. It left like the artists, you know, like ourselves and Lauren Hill's team to sort of be like, okay, you guys got under control mm. and everything. But um, I was like out <laughs> in the festival the whole time. Right, okay. So I wasn't really, uh, I didn't really see their back behind the scenes what was going on. Okay, cool. Yeah. I just showed up to the gig when I showed up. And That's I, fair. I think yeah. I just, you always expect it to be, well, like, like if you said, like you said, Chell, with the Maverick Sabre thing, mm. you know, like you, you got there and you expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Like his evidence would just be so legit, and from his performance point of view, he was, was you totally were like, this guy knows what the fuck yeah. is going on. But from like just everything else, it was like, oh, he's just the dude. He's just like eating the same meal that we just ate. And yeah, downstairs, he's chatting. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, he's, he's, he's stood side stage, just around a wall where yeah. the crowd can't. So it looks to the crowd like he's come out from mm-hmm. you know a big green room or whatever. Oh, but wow. really, he's just stood in this little square box waiting <laughs> for. <laughs> You know, and like it just made you right. realize. Sir Q, <laughs> <laughs> come out. It was literally, it's like literally. praying and shit before. Yeah, I suppose maybe the thing that makes it legit is the tech team, right? Yeah, the tech team having it together is more. Those walkie talkies. Yeah, you know? yeah, they give it away. In five, four, yeah. three, two, <laughs> Fuck. one. If, oh my god, that would stress me out. I haven't <laughs> yeah. been in that situation yet. You'd be so bad. In that <laughs> that situation is going to stress me the fuck out. Yeah, you'd be terrible. I would. Someone was like. Clock watching, timing me on stage, yeah. you're sure well, me I'm on. not looking at clocks. I'm just like looking around and it's like, ready? Let's steal it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> should we um should we move on to the to the first segment? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> 
Do you do out by Oasis? Why don't you just go on the Is there any chance you can sound more like a kid? What's your plan B? All right, so this is called What's Jack Gonna Do When He's Finished With The Drums? This okay. is our segment about small little things, maybe annoyances, maybe <laughs> not, maybe just funny things that happen to you that only you would know about um, because you work in that part of the industry. So it's called What's Jack Gonna Do When He's Finished With The Drums? Because okay. you know Jack Batchelor? He was a drummer in yeah. our year. Uh, at uni and his grandparents would always say to his parents when they got off the phone they go how's jack what's he gonna do when he's finished with the drums mm. and they just <laughs> and he was a piss jack yeah, like, ah. yeah. <laughs> like are you finished with the drums yet jack <laughs> no <laughs> um just like hurts anything? your passion a little bit That's hurts it, yeah. your soul and they just don't see it they're just like i'm just yeah. asking <laughs> um anyone got anything i've got one if not make stars go for it yeah go for it. okay mine is so mine's an extension uh, to, to previous ones that we've had. So I'm sure you've had this, right? Do you ever have people come up to your covers gigs and they request a song? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're like, sorry, don't know it. And then it never, and they're like, some people are like, all right, no worries. And most people are like, you don't know it. And you're like, oh, <laughs> fuck's sake. Then you go one step further, which um, happened to, do you know Ollie Nagy? Uh, no. He's a vocalist. I was doing a gig with him and this bloke <laughs> came up to him, requested a song. And listeners to the podcast will remember this. When Ollie said he didn't know it, the guy then, whilst Ollie's singing, sung the song <laughs> into his in, mic in in his ear. Oh shit! And like, and then got his. I think he got his phone actually, and then put his phone to his ear. Mm-hmm. And Ollie was like, ah, "What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to sing and ah." Fuck. So I had a I was guy. Like, Get the fuck. <laughs> yeah. so literally, like Ollie's like. You know, fucking, he would turn into Mr. Fantastic. His whole body was fucking yeah. like, like elasticated. <laughs> I, I had a guy go one step further this weekend who was like, Do you know this song? I like, No, I don't know it. Sorry, man. Do you know this song? I'm like, I know the song, but I don't know. I couldn't play it for you now. And, I, and this is all whilst I'm playing. Yeah. Shells over the way singing, you know, just cover stuff. Mm. Then the guy takes out his phone, goes on his Spotify playlist, and starts scrolling through his playlist. And he's like, This one. I'm like, no, it's this one. He's like, he just look. thinks, yeah, thinks he'd be like a jukebox. Yeah, yeah. he literally looks. Yeah, that's the one that gets on my nerves. Gives me the man. phone and goes, pick, pick something off that playlist. <laughs> I'm like, dude, and I literally said this to him. I was like, you can listen to that playlist Wait, by yourself. Mm-hmm. You can just listen to that on your own. And he was like, oh, and I thought I was a bit of a dick and moved on. But I was like, what, what are you yeah. doing? <laughs> yeah, mine's like that. It's like mine's always like, you know, because people have no idea, like. They do have a certain idea, but they don't get it across their heads that you have a certain set when you play a function gig. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. so unless you went on stage, I'm just playing this. I'm just <laughs> going to be playing this all night. So yeah. Yeah. just for future reference, in case you want to request them out of the box. Yeah. But like when you're, you know, performing, you're just like, I know like my songs I like, mm-hmm. you know, covers I know. Yeah. And I'll just do a random one like, yeah, do you know like um, the B-side to that Destiny's Child track? <laughs> Just like, nah, man. I mean, I wish I did. <laughs> yeah. I'll learn it for next time. But <laughs> yeah, that song. That, not, not today. That song that only you know yeah. as yeah. well. It's like this. It's my favorite song. You ever. can't explain it. It's like, like why not? <laughs> I just don't know, man. How do you not know it? Just don't, bro. Um, you always pull that line off, being like, oh yeah, I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, I should. <laughs> no, you, you should. Never, you, you never. Should. I realized the other day that I am in danger of becoming the old cliche 
musician who's like 60 years old and he's playing in a bar and i almost said it over the mic the other night of being like like you know you know they introduce themselves i'm barry i'll be playing guitar for you for the next two hours and then yeah (laughs) and they'll go you know cheap drinks at the bar and if you've got any requests keep them to yourself yeah and they always do that i'm in danger of becoming that person of being like (laughs) if you've got any requests shove them up your ass but i'll be that person at 20 soon to be 26 i was just like give them like proper wit and stuff yeah well they yeah. yeah they just think you know it's like an old man thing isn't it and they just think it's funny and it is a little bit funny but now i'm like i'm gonna be that person <laughs> i had some I, I watched someone and they tagged the line at the end of that it was an irish guy and he was like a, a regular kind of liverpool musician and he was playing in the cabin and he was like yeah i'm gonna play this 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 if you got any requests kind of keep them to your fucking cell <laughs> otherwise there's a glass in the middle of the floor there if you pop a fiver in it i'll learn it <laughs> <laughs> And that actually was a glass on the dance floor, and I was like, "Fair, <laughs> that is fair, dudes. Yeah. That is fair." What uh, has anyone else got anything that they, that they want to bring up this week? No. You were talking yeah. about the the DJing thing before. Oh yeah, it's the same thing with DJing. Yeah, you know. But you have it harder because you you DJ with vinyl, don't you? So you've yeah. got the record, and you've got a box, uh, probably a huge box of records, and but like a think, limited yeah. amount. <laughs> Sometimes they just get people ask for any song. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, have you got David Guetta? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what? Look, sorry, man, I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you say you get people wanting to plug their phones in? Yeah, you get a few of them. Fuck. I only got that once. Oh, and I was right, like, look, bro, you got to go. You got to get out of here. You Do know? you have that capability? When I go for a cigarette, yeah, I just no, put but, my phone in. And oh, <laughs> right, okay. So it's just like, yeah, I'll have a few phone. songs play. Okay. But um, yeah, usually you got people, you know, shouting at your ear while you're trying to put a record on. <laughs> so you know, I gotta press the, you know, next one. Yeah. That yeah. is crap. Imagine you go into up to a DJ and be like, just, just plug my phone in, play this song. <laughs> yeah. There must be there's such a lack of like Decorum. awareness. Yeah. To, people to, are just pissed yeah know? that's what they're it is, just drunk and they don't know so what the fuck pissed. they're doing so yeah, yeah. i had like the opposite of yours alex where instead of it being a bad thing it's actually a really good thing where some guy came over and was like can you play this song and it was seven nation army and i was like <laughs> i know it because i've heard it so much but i don't yeah. know it like i i don't sing it i don't know and then, but like the band then took the piss and just started playing it. And I was that like, that was us, that was me. Yeah, no. And, and ben, I was like, yeah. okay, great. I'm just going to have to f- do this on the fly here because, and he'd, yeah. like, he'd come over with his phone and showed me like Seven Nation Army. And I was like, oh, I kind of know, but don't. And do I have to? <laughs> and then the band started playing it. And I was no, like, no. great. You've missed the key bit. You've, the best bit was because he recommended it. Oh, yeah. You made a mistake of saying, oh, I don't know Seven Nation. Like you said the name oh, of the yeah, song. I was, I was over like, the yeah, I don't, I don't know it. And then the crowd start going. So then, in the right key, might I add? Me and Ben, look, you know, Ben Gladwin, keys player. Like we're looking at each other, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, they're doing it in the actual key because it's an it's an E minorish sort of thing. So I start playing along to the crowd playing, and then Ben's like playing along, and then we end up the whole band starts building up this song. Like the entire crowd had just started singing that song in the exact right key, which first of all is a fucking miracle. So you just play along. Yeah. And then I'm like, just I don't, rock the house. And I was like, just taking the piss with the audience, be like, I don't know the lyrics. Like, I'll, I can hum something, but I don't know them. And then some, just humming. Yeah. 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 Start. Some 
royally pissed guy and I thought oh he's gonna be a nightmare he's gonna try and get up and sing it or something he like he's on his phone and he just like gives me his phone and he's got the lyrics it's the lyrics and I was like oh mate you are brilliant and he was just <laughs> stood there with his arm up <laughs> and I was singing I the lyrics that. off my <laughs> let me help you <laughs> like he, he was there for his lyrics fix he was he was like no she's gonna sing yeah, word for word <laughs> Like, I need right. to tell a friend what is this song about, <laughs> you know? Yeah. If she gets one well lyric done. wrong, yeah. <laughs> I'm out. That's dedication. So, yeah. That's that funny. Quality that was gig, good. To be fair. It was. It, it's very rare that, that, it, that the crowd is that up for it and, yeah. like, willing to just be like, oh, if you don't know it, it's cool. We're all just having a party. Because it is a party, that gig. It is, yeah. It's, it's, like a a, bit, it's a funny gig. It's like a festival, isn't it, that yeah. we do each year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was a good one. All right. There are upsides. Yeah. They're rare, but when they happen, they're good. They're sick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else anyone wants to chuck mm. into the, into the hat um, of ridiculous? In terms of like, in terms of musical taste. Yeah. Um, you know, when people mistake like any, any soul song from the sixties as a Motown song. Right. Okay. I'm probably that person. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I love Motown and I'll be playing Otis Redding, which is like, <laughs> oh, right. You know, or anyone. So, because, you know, people think of Motown as a genre, but it's like, nah, it's a record company that released loads of hits from, you know, different various artists. They're just pop record company. So when people, and they just had their own sound, but, you know, you have like chess records and stacks and what else, like New York, New York kind of like singer songwriter stuff. It'd be like, there'll be a song like, you know, Rescue me, and it was like, Oh, that's Aretha Franklin. No, I was like, No, it's Fontella Bass, yeah, you know, yeah. See, I wouldn't even know, that. <laughs> I would, wouldn't know, you know, but I, you know, I just find that funny, it doesn't bother me that that's much. That's the perfect example of this section because it's like only you would know because yeah, you're yeah. in like your area of music, yeah. and like only not only you, but only people who like know your yeah. shit about that time know that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely the person who's like, Yeah, yeah, you know, Motown, and mm-hmm. there's like that, you know, the car wash song, I'm like, Yeah. Motown. Uh, <laughs> it's just I'm like, that I'm ain't Motown. I'm looking at Jalen for like confirmation as to whether it is. Like, I, I, mean, I, I, I can't, not? honestly, I can't say what record company that one came out, but oh, it definitely wasn't Motown. So if you've got like, you know if something's yeah. Motown. But the, the producer, the guy who wrote the song used to work for Motown, so he probably had that that sound right. still, you know, he knew how to capture that sort of catchiness, that feel. That's interesting. So, that. so, oh, okay, so see, I thought Motown had... I knew it was a record company, but I thought the way people used it now, being like, oh yeah, it's Motown, I thought it had developed into its own genre, like, yeah. into its own musical sound. Yeah, I suppose I thought the same thing. You know, so like you, it, when you hear that sound, you would just say like, oh, that's Motown, as in like a genre. Yeah. Like, it become its own thing, but it's not. It is actually still just, it's never officially mm. become a genre. It's like a subgenre, you know, but it's yeah. like, it's, it's like sometimes cool when people associate it, like it has that Motown feel, uh, okay. you know. Then they get it. I'm gonna start saying that from yeah. now on. <laughs> it depends, like you know. know but you I'm could not about. just because you hear a song that sounds like Motown. It's like you're not allowed to call it Motown. Call by is respected, you know. It's, <laughs> I just personally, I'm just like, oh, it's not really Motown, but you know, I'm trying to think of an example. I probably See, already I, gave one, but yeah, like, oh, it's Reading. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'll make that mistake now where there will be an actual Motown song, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's it's not got Mo- that Motown feel to it, and I'll be like, that's because it it's Motown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean. I'm, 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 I'm literally just like smiling mm-hmm. and laughing. Or when like, people mistake all jazz for Christmas music. What? Say what? You ever get like, if you're playing some jazz, yeah. mm-hmm. 
It's like oh, around people who do not listen to jazz at all. Right. I get <laughs> and they'd be like, man, it sounds like Christmas music. <laughs> what? They'd be like, what? I've never heard of <laughs> it. Yeah. They'd be like, turn this Christmas music. I was like, this is some John Coltrane shit, man. <laughs> oh, we had that's a, a pet heave. I was like, dude. <laughs> yeah, because you do a lot of that stuff, don't you? Like, do what? Like more jazz stuff. Oh, yeah. I listen to jazz all the time. Yeah, so yeah we, I love it. I, when we're playing covers stuff, I don't. We don't do any jazz. No. Mm-hmm. But we get, we get, we get the horrible word, jazzy, and I think that's because of Shell's voice having that yeah. kind of more soulful. Um, you know, everyone always, everyone always likes and likens it. But that's to, not the sound you're going for. No. Uh, not really. But also, jazzy doesn't really mean anything, does it? No. Like, oh, you got you got quite a jazzy voice, and you're like. What does that even mean? It depends on your singing style, you know, if it has any jazz elements inside. Yeah. But inside. Like or, when they say you know, jazzy, they just mean it sounds a bit Amy Winehouse-ish. It doesn't actually yeah, sound the, jazzy. Yeah, it's like the average listener. Yeah, you know, yeah. Close as what they can, you know, grasp on it. Like, I don't know what it is, but it's jazzy. Yeah. <laughs> can't think of who. Jazzy. Can't think of a specific artist and stuff. Mm. Jazzy. We had that in a press release once for our original stuff where someone, this like PR guy that we were working with wrote the word funk in our press release. Yeah. And we were like, what? Like, sorry, man. We've we got to take this word out. Because <laughs> she's like, you know, it's kind of funky. I'm like, no, it has a beat. That's as close as it gets to, <laughs> to funk. Anyway, we're going to keep going down these, this rabbit hole of people using the word. Incredible. That's the thing. When people call it something, it's like, let them call it what they want to call yeah. it. But I know what it is, yeah. you know? <laughs> Um, let's move on to the final section of the podcast. Go for it. E, oh my God, who the fuck is Peter Guy? Who's he, lad? All right, cool. This is called Who the Fuck is Peter Guy? Uh, Jalen, no Peter Guy, because you've... Oh, I've met him a few times. Yeah. A few times. Yeah. I have no beef with the guy, other than the fact that we've named this section of the podcast after him. Yeah, what's up uh, with that? <laughs> so George, our drummer, uh, has never had a positive review from Peter Guy. He but he was also in a band called Jazz Hands, who were like this insane fucking twelve piece band with two drummers, <laughs> three yeah. drummers, three drummers. Sorry, three so it was like okay, George. <laughs> yeah. So this is George's way of uh, getting, getting back at Peter Guy in some way. This is pretty weird. <laughs> pretty weird, isn't it? Um, but we're adopting it and we're owning it. So rather than it being a music review section, um, we're just using it as a as a recommendation section for anything arty filmy tv musicy whatever the read books anything mm-hmm. that you've been consuming um this week or recently that you'd recommend um who wants to go first who's got something to recommend so, so any movie book anything song. that you think that our listeners should be consuming okay you got one i got a little something go on yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna still think. <laughs> I'm gonna check like out so much. <laughs> um, an album. Um and it is an album by a guy who we've recommended on the show before. A guy called Tim Linkhouse, who mm-hmm. rec- uh, we recommended his memory sketches album, which is like a very um very beautiful kind of like pia- solo piano sort of thing. Yeah. Um and he I think it was actually his B sides album that he put out that we recommended on the podcast before and um we we like tagged him on it and on instagram and ended up chatting to him here and there kept up with what he's doing and he's got a new album out and it's called uh we were young when you left i did recommend this like two three weeks ago you know yeah but i haven't listened to it and i have listened to it now (laughs) and i'm a big fan i think it's 
fucking great. It's interesting. It's different. What's the name of the artist again? Tim Linkhouse. Tim Linkhouse. Yeah. Yes. Um, he's still got the piano thing going on and he's still got the very alternative kind of, you know, this like classical crossover sort yeah. of thing. However, he's introduced vocals a lot more on this album. Um, and he's doing these like vocal pads with, you know, like vocoders and like yeah. super auto-tune vocals and weird pitch shifted things. It's just sick. It's real mood, mood music. Like you, you, you put it on for a particular mood. But you're not putting it on when you go for a run. You okay. Know? But you are putting it on when you get home and you switch a lamp on and you're like, all right, cool. It's just, just really nice. Um, the other thing I want to recommend is uh, Billy Eilish. No, new song. I was going to have that. He's not allowed. So <laughs> I'm going to re- so now beat you to it. Yeah. So my recommendation for the week is Billy Eilish's new song, and. I'm looking for it now and I can't find it. What's it called, Alex? It's called Everything I Wanted. That's it. And it's very cool. And we listened to it the other day. But I mean, we did listen to it in the car, which isn't great. But I reckon that she's trying to like reverse the loudness war. Because it's so quiet. But like, it's it's so quiet. But at the same time, it's like you feel like the subs and the bass are like the loudest thing in the world. But it's that you can't. Listening. They explain the loudness war. Oh, okay. So the loudness war is when um, like producers, mix engineers, and masters were just like trying to make the tracks louder and louder and louder so that they catch people's attention. Yeah, and, and then for, people for would radio, listen to them it? more. Yeah, um, and then people would weirdly subconsciously like that track more because it was louder, so mm. it would get more attention. Um, but she's doing the opposite, where everything is like super quiet, but at the same time to like strip down. You, no, it's no, still a full production, super produced, mm-hmm. and like you can feel the sub and the bass but yeah. you can't hear it so it's like it's weird because all you feel like you can hear is her whispering vocal but at the same time you can feel that the track is like pulsing through you yeah mm. it's really cool yeah and she's she's playing with this what's that um that thing where people like eat down the mic and stuff ASMR. 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 Yeah. She's she's got that kind of feel about the way she's like doing her vocals and shit you can like hear like yeah, just whole mouth. Just yeah. everything is so close. I yeah. have. I really want to sit in on her recording sessions because I have no idea how she gets that mic sound yeah. without like everything sound else. Secret formula. It's it's mental. Plug in or some shit. Yeah, yeah. it's it's crazy. It's very cool. It's so mm. clean. It, so clean. And and it, you you know when you record a vocal, yeah, you get it. You, you whack that gain up. You chuck in. She all probably your has those things like that. that might is like you know like those ears in ASMR videos. If you've seen them, no, it's like a rectangular bar. No, and each side has like a sort of fake ear. It's like a microphone. Whoa. Oh wow! Yeah. It's on, some people use it for ASMR. Yeah, oh, she probably uses that. <laughs> yeah, Take probably. that to the studio. Hello, yeah. In the ASMR mic and just plug it into Logic. Just <laughs> <laughs> do a take or that two. That shit freaks me out, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit weird. But she's, weird. she's nailing it. Um, she's like, I, I, she's someone who like, whenever she, whenever someone would mention her, I always felt like I would hate her because that kind of like pop realm. I just automatically like it gives me an icky feeling and I'm, I'm automatically just like I haven't listened to it but I'm just like oh I don't know if I want to mm. and then when I started listening mm. to it I was like like fair play I'm really cool I'm very for this mm. and I feel like she's manipulating the it. she's mm. manipulating like the pop sector a little bit which I quite like well it's that kind of thing where when something's super trendy you want to immediately rebel against it and go like, ah, oh, I'm not into it because everyone else is into it. Mm. But then when you actually give it a go, you're like, ah, oh, I can see it's why everyone really likes good. this. It's fucking okay. sick. Yeah. Um, all right. Since you nicked my other one, 
I'm going to recommend one more thing. I'm going to recommend DJ Shadow's 1996 album, Introducing, because I'm on a bit of an old school hip hop hype at the moment. And every time I'm like, you know, when you like Shazam something somewhere, you're like, what the fuck is this? I need to. And then it's always like an old school hip hop thing that I used to listen to when I was about fucking 14. So I'm just on that. And at the moment, the DJ Shadow stuff is doing me, Mm. doing me a good job. Um, anything else you want to recommend anyone? Um, this is actually quite silly. This is the thing I go on YouTube for. If you go on the Michael Jackson Thriller video yeah. and you mute it and you just play any song, the dancing and the music video will sink. Stop. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> I've tried it many times and it still is on sync. So I'm actually going to do this when I get home. Yeah, yeah. We should do it. Try this at home. Get the Michael Jackson. Well, like, do you, but do you have to line up the beats or just like... have it playing? So, like, you know, you look for the part of the video. You know, the bit where like he turns to the zombie yeah. and they start the famous Spoiler dance alert. thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just have your song, whatever song it is playing. You know, especially if it's a song with a beat. <laughs> yeah, you know, okay. not to like a classical romantic song. You know, yeah, okay. maybe, but no, I, I you could put on like James without... Brown or <laughs> okay. Outkast or Lil Wayne or. But don't you David have to Boot. get like the right BPM or something? Or is it just like, nah, anything works? Anything works. Fuck off. So is this, a, is this like an internet thing? <laughs> no, it's just my thing. You've just <laughs> said it. <laughs> it's your own thing. Yeah, yeah, me and a friend's thing. I mean, I didn't come up with the idea. I just right. do it. <laughs> It'd be interesting to try with like other songs as well. And just be like, how many songs are just, they just work when you put it to a, yeah. put it to a different beat. Oh, I'm actually going to try that one. Give it a go. <laughs> it's funny that's well fun okay that's a fun one I like that it is but album wise um, apart from your own stuff obviously no I'm not gonna <laughs> <laughs> my stuff uh, none but there's uh, a guy called uh, Jalen there's <laughs> this jazz album mm-hmm. uh, it's called The Lewis Sisters Way Out Far sick um, it's like a very quiet jazz album so it like came out in 59 um, so like the like covers of like standards but uh, they got like very slow ambient vibraphones harmonies you know but it's like one of those albums that like you play in the car you know <laughs> might get tired right okay you know but it's yeah. very beautiful it's on spotify sick you know sick anything yeah. else anyone no nah? is that it yeah oh wicked we've reached the end of the show all right fucking hell thanks for thanks for coming on thank you thanks for having us it in was your... fun it was chilled yeah, yeah. glad you enjoyed this, my home, this lovely <laughs> home and the tea and the yeah um you know that plant? Lovely <laughs> <Tell the> plant. <laughs> um, Jake will be back soon. We're going to all just chill. Yeah. Um, but thanks thanks very much for listening to the show again. Thanks for coming on, Jalen. We'll um, put all of your links in the show notes so you can go and check out any of Jalen's stuff after the show yeah, as well. Go and follow him on Instagram. Instagram, all the social medias. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go pay it yeah. forward. Um, and yeah, just just keep up with what the family's doing everyone's like interlinked and it's just nice to keep up with what everyone's doing mm-hmm. um time's off show uh remember guys too much sauce ruins the prize